It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella-Earl, James O'Neill, and I, Luke Cuntforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire question round with some of your questions from social media. Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all socials, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. So guys, this week I attended the Donald Trump protest in London so and I. I met a girl. So did I. Did you? Real? Did you, Lucy? Yes. No, I feel left out. Wow, you're a terrible oh. person. <laughs> No History way. will judge you. Anyway, I met a girl who listens to our podcast, which is really cool. We got like a podcast fan recognition, which is amazing. Oh, wow. But she did say to me, I listen every week and you guys don't educate Josh very often. So, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, true. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Um, well, I like this girl very much. I think I agree with her very strongly. No, no, no. She, didn't, um, she wasn't saying that you are really intelligent and educated. She was just saying that we're rubbish. Oh, I mean, thanks, I love Tom. that that's the way you decide to take that no, no, you no, because you could take it both I ways. Asked her, I asked her and she said, no, you guys are just not very good. So. Right, the new podcast is talking to Josh. And a guy on Twitter called That Guy With The Coloured Hair says, I bet you all feel stupid now that football's not coming home. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole country, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's not just us. <laughs> and football did come home in a very nice way. So last week, my story came first. And in the polls, I asked, do the British public have a right to a second referendum? Now, we all agreed, no, that we don't, that it will just go on forever. But Twitter disagreed with us, with 69% of people saying, yes, we do need a second referendum. Which wow. Is, yeah, so what? we, not only do we suck at educating Josh, we suck at educating our own audience as well. That has surprised me. Yeah. That was really sad. Lucy, your story of a second, how did that perform? I asked if everyone thought it was okay to sunbathe naked, and 74% of people said yes. <laughs> well, Josh, you win that one, I guess. But Megan said on Twitter, I think if your neighbour has children, then you should probably warn them to protect the children. And I was thinking about that. Like, protect them from what? The human form? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's do we want to normalise the human form instead of sexualize it so much or do we want to I mean I guess so you could you could warn if you like, what are we, a nice thing what are to we do scared that our children are going to discover children? <laughs> and James your story was last how did yours perform my question was is it fair to make personal attacks against someone you disagree with ideologically and mine was the most decisive poll of the week it was 78% of people said no 
because it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Good audience. Quite an obvious well, you audience. say that, you say that, but Morley did say on Twitter, in my opinion, this has to be judged on a case-by-case basis, based on the person and the nature of the attack. The balloon is a pretty small act against someone like Trump, who is rooted in sexism, racism, and homophobia. And I get, that got me thinking about the fact that he did run for president. He has put himself up for public scrutiny. Does that not mean that he kind of, like, is... Uh, no, no. Should, should accept no. that kind of thing? No. But you like critical criticism. Okay. All right. No. <laughs> okay, I tried. Anyway, it's time for the first story of the week, and that is Lucy's story. So my headline comes from the Telegraph. Fifty-three places still have the death penalty, including Japan. Is that what? okay? I did. Yeah. <laughs> including Japan. Including Japan. Including Japan. Japan. Yeah. Surprising. Wow, okay. What's what's the stuff? <laughs> okay, here are the three things you need to know, Josh. In 2017, Amnesty International reported a total of 993 executions across 23 countries, 39 less than the year before. China remains the biggest contributor to this number, but the true extent of their use is unknown. If you exclude China, 84% of all reported executions took place in four countries, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Iraq and Pakistan. Every European country has abolished the use of capital punishment with one exception, Belarus, where it executed two people in 2017. Perhaps most surprisingly, Japan still has the death penalty and recently executed the cult behind the deadly 1995 sarin attack in Tokyo. My question to you is quite a big one. Should the death penalty exist? 20 seconds, Josh, go. I really struggle with this question. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, this is, it's a really hard question. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it should exist. I don't think it's tit for tat. But I also don't think our prisons are punishment enough. See, this is something I was actually chatting with a friend about this recently. Because in some situations, you know, if you're in a, a situation in life where you're quite poor... It's not unusual that you commit a crime to get sent to prison because prison is a much easier way to I've live than living in poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so while I don't think that prisoners should be treated like scum, because there are often lots of different reasons behind why they commit crimes, it is a funny one where like I, I, I'm not that scared. If I went to prison, it'd be like, be all right, probably. Like people say like they've got so used to it that life's kind of okay inside. Well, yeah, yeah. they get... They get- they get conditions when they're let out because they're not used to like not being not doted on but you know what I mean it is, it is an easier way of it is it's, some people would see it as quite an easy it's very I don't know if easy is the best word it depends on like, your country as well there are lots of countries where prison is yeah. it's, it's horrible it's, well, well prison is pretty much a death sentence anyway I feel so like, like it mm. yeah in the UK sometimes long prison sentences are more about protecting the public rather than punishing someone. Yes. The, the problem is, is the whole thing relies on a system that I think's ridiculous, where someone, and this isn't probably factually correct, but someone dealing heroin can get more time than someone that rapes a child. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So I can't put a lot of faith into a system like that like how like how do how does that exist it seems how, wholly unjust. It, it's one of like the biggest injustices in the world for me that i have a massive problem with because you are taking away human rights it should be so fair it should be the most fair thing in the world the time that you get mm-hmm. based on the punishment it seems like it's who has the best lawyer yeah well it Basically, is it is, yeah. is it? but it's because it's another blooming industry like do you know what i mean Absolutely. law and and it's it's another way of making money so do you think there is a place in the world for the death penalty at all? I don't know because I've never had anyone close to me 
hurt in a way that would deserve getting the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What um, about terrorists, for example? Everyone feels passionately about terrorism. Again, I don't know how much, and it's, it is romanticising it, but I don't know how much you can say, oh, you can't kill, but we can kill you if you do kill. But then also, what's the deterrent? Like, if you were adamant about... If it was literally, you kill someone, you die, and that's just accepted... Mm-hmm. Is that more fair than how it is at the moment? That's what the Bible says. No, but at the moment, you kill someone. In some places, you die. In some places, you don't. Mm-hmm. With a good enough lawyer, you don't. With a you bad lawyer, you do. Do you know what I mean? Well, so I would, it's like, I would almost argue that the, the punishment for a terrorist of being in prison is probably harsher because the terrorist was prepared to die. And so the pro- if, terrorist kind of wants to go to heaven as a martyr and actually to keep them alive exactly. for in situations years. People can like, come yeah. to accept their own death and yeah. then they can go and basically be like, oh, I can go and do what I want and it's, it's, go commit this horrible crime and then... You know, it's just death after that. I mean, yeah. there, are, there are lots just of moral death. issues. Just a spot of death. If you accept your own death, it's just death. There are lots no. of moral arguments, but I also think it's sensible to look at the cost of the death penalty. Oh, is there? Okay, yes, interesting. Because people presume that the death penalty is going to cost the taxpayer less. I was going to say that, actually. But in Texas, it costs $2.3 million per death penalty case, which what? is three times higher. Because there's so many appeals. But, there's so many lawyers oh involved. God. They have to be so sure. It's three times higher than the cost of imprisoning an inmate for 40 years in the highest security cell. What? So it is way more expensive consistently over the states with the death penalty so the people to have fighting, someone on death row. The people fighting for the death penalty really do believe in it. They feel like it's the most fair way to punish someone. And I do... Th- or it, it they run the, they run they the prisons yeah. or the other lawyers. But I don't... Yeah, but they don't... Yeah, true, true. That does make sense. They, they are, make, they are the making more money, money from it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But I just... I I don't know. I just... I just... I, I don't think that people that do believe in the death penalty are horrible and stupid and crazy because for me, it does make sense. If someone's killed your mother to want it's a, them... It can be an emotional I mean, thing. It's a very emotional... Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't... Because before, I used to think I'd be like, you, no, you, you're a horrible person. That's crazy. You're mental. Like, why would you Why would you think that? But as I've got older and as certain things have happened to friends of mine and, and things like that, punishment becomes a real thing that you start to think about. And I can understand someone... Ad, I can understand someone advocating the death penalty. I don't agree with it, but... Because you've taken away someone's right to live their life how they want to live yeah, it. And so why? you should get your... T- the only thing I, I wonder... Well, the thing is, I think for me, I would possibly... This is where I'm going to get a little bit controversial. I possibly advocate the death penalty if we lived in a society that was entirely equal and... Because because then you, you you would it would be okay you're just a bad person you had no reason to go and steal or go and murder or go and whatever if we lived yeah, in a perfect yeah. society I get so that. you're just bad and you're like what about Josh for you if if somebody killed like a family member of yours like a really cl- and, and all of you actually in fact if anyone killed a fa- would that make it different to you probably um, depending on the prison like because uh, th- there's an, the other issue is that prisons aren't as much of a punishment as I'd want. Like mm-hmm. you said, they get wreck time. Some prisons, there was a story they had access to Facebook. They have pool tables. They have, you know, like I, that isn't for me punishment for taking And that's life. another reason why, because science, society is in, unequal or unequal, sorry. Yeah. Um, that is often better than some people's living standard, which is mm-hmm. kind of bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is why I don't have a pool table. That, that is an actual <laughs> thing in gangs that people that have come from nothing have no fear of prison. So they are, they are the, the soldiers that go out there and stab people and shoot people. That's an actual mm-hmm. role that is filled and because of the, where they come yeah. from in life and they have zero fear. So what of, about your family members then? Well, I might have quite an unpopular opinion here, mm. but 
I emotionally don't disagree with the mm-hmm. death penalty. For me, it's a cost issue. Because I think, honestly... <laughs> Purely I, down to the money. No, I, I, I know I it, sounds, yeah. it sounds dry and it sounds cruel, but I think the it's taking away resources from policies that need them, policies that are proven to reduce mm. crime. If it costs that much to kill someone, not to... Well, to... <laughs> to if, kill. If, it costs that, if it costs that much to execute someone... Sure. It should be that money should actually be put towards protecting other people and preventing other people from being. Mm. That's the most surprising part of this whole thing for me. It's just how much it costs to execute. It's really interesting. And what for you is the bar? What for you is like the okay? So Lucy, for example, if you you are somebody who you're not completely emotionally against the death penalty, what crime befits that punishment then? Mass murder with like undoubtable undoubtable evidence. No, or even killing one person. I wouldn't put ten lives over one life ever personally. But it would have to be literal video of them shooting someone. Like yeah. I don't care about DNA. Beyond I don't care. reasonable doubt. Be, no. Like not even beyond reasonable doubt, because that's just does like mm. yeah. You see some cases that are just yeah beyond reasonable doubt. You're like my ass yeah. are they? So like no, but I mean literal video footage of them killing someone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but I I still would or campaign against it. I still don't repeat, think the death penalty is okay. A repeat crime as well. Someone okay, that's like quite prison obviously... hasn't worked on you, so yeah. right. Oh, so you, you, you kill twice, and then you, <laughs> yeah. then you get killed. Off you go. Right, yeah, we tried. One. We gave you a chance, mate. Yeah, a warning. Slap we gave you a chance to stop killing. <laughs> all right, so it's a bit of a mixed bag this week. We kind of all agreed that we're not sure, <laughs> which is kind of weird. We it's, all... it's a hard one, isn't it? It's so it's so wishy washy. Yeah. There's so many factors in, in going and into it. And there's no that. strong evidence that it actually deters criminals from committing murder. Because otherwise yeah. places like Texas and California would be super safe and they're not. That's very true. All yeah. right, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the next story. That's James's story. Josh, my story comes from The Independent and the headline is Designer Babies Picking Traits for Non-Medical Reasons Could Be Morally Permissible, says UK Ethics Group. These are the three things you need to know. A major report by the Nuffield Council on Bioethics has said that it does not believe there is an ethical red line when it comes to altering genetic material of unborn babies. It also did not draw a distinction between using these techniques to tackle genetic diseases and for enhancing desirable physical or intellectual traits, so-called designer babies, so long as it meets the strict ethical and regulatory tests. UK law does not currently permit any editing of heritable DNA, genetic information contained in an embryo, egg or sperm, though it is allowed for strictly controlled research purposes. My question to you, Josh, is should gene editing of unborn children be allowed? 20 seconds, Josh, go. What's unethical about editing genes in a baby? I guess it's the physical and intellectual traits they're worried about. Obviously, the genetic diseases are one mm-hmm. side. But what, what's what's unethical about that? I mean, you can choose a blonde. Well, say for example, baby. some we people would argue that changing DNA of a changing the natural DNA of of a of a child or a, you know this this being, uh, some people would see that as unethical of changing the course of nature. I mean, we literally had a chat last week about you know pre-puberty blocking drugs mm-hmm. that you know change the but you I, thought that was wrong you thought that you thought interve- intervening was wrong i just based on a medical thing i didn't think it was wrong and actually okay came so, around so, so for example there could be an example where because we don't know exactly how genetics work and genes often do more than one thing so for example if you edit the gene for blue eyes it may also play a role in the way your leg is built possibly that's not that's not a perfect example but that's an example right and so we're going into this thing without 100 percent knowledge no, I mean, of what's going on and then we're creating a life form based on that 
we're still quite far away. Mm. I say we, I'm not a member of this. Wait, are you team. involved in it personally? <laughs> the educating no, Josh team are having a... Lucy's the secret that, leader of this. It's something <laughs> that really interests me. Um, it's a process called CRISPR and there's a video mm. on it by Kurt Sagar. Do you know them? Mm. Watch it. It's amazing. Um, but 6% of babies are born with a genetic or partially genetic defect. Mm-hmm. And this could be the answer. Yeah, I, I really be. don't see what's unethical or unmoral. or the only The only thing I could kind of say is that this is probably going to be very expensive so only rich people are going to be able to afford it which means that you continue this whole master race yes, kind of that's, privilege that's, that's, that's kind of where I was going to go like, so it's, it's a money yeah. thing but if we just don't have things just because only rich people can afford them we're never going to advance well and, for me that's actually that's actually to be fair a reason to have it on like the NHS because it is inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. Whether, even if mm-hmm. our country doesn't legalise it, if America doesn't legalise it, there will be one country, in the same way that we have a dodgy tax system like Luxembourg, where they set up some kind of safe haven where you can avoid tax. And so even if we, our countries didn't have it, there will be some country in the world who choose, and then all the rich people go out there and they do it, and then they come back with their baby. Or it could be something mm-hmm. like Dignitas, which is there for everybody, even though it doesn't exist so yeah, in the that's UK. Sort of like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but... but my point being, it needs to be accessible financially if it's going to exist, and it is going to exist at some point in the future. Yeah, exist. I mean, I yeah. don't, I don't, I, I don't believe that just because it exists, it should be financially available to everybody on mass. I don't think we have that right, but I, I do see your point that if it's available it's on the NHS, it's ideal. Yeah, exactly. It's of ideal. course, because well, it's like IVF. It wasn't at the beginning. It is now. It yeah. is now. Not to everyone, but the but... people that paid for that and made it cheaper were the very privileged rich people that yeah. funded it, mm-hmm. made it cheaper, but it's got put to start money somewhere. into it, and it has to start somewhere. So. I, I, I honestly don't see I know people get really wound up about this and it's like oh we're playing God and all that kind of stuff it's like but I, I, I don't see that I see it as us just advancing yeah exactly any kind of medicine chemotherapy yeah. is I, I, I really don't see what is morally wrong with this what about some people bring up the argument of consent the child is not consenting. I don't agree with this, but I just want to know your opinion. I, I guess like the fashion side of it is a bit gross. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want them to have blue eyes. I want them to have blonde hair. That's a bit Hitler for me. But, um, <laughs> like, but do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's that's just a bit Hitler. Just a bit just Hitler. A bit Hitler. <laughs> um, but however, the the kind of benefits that Lucy's talking about and being able to, you know, get rid of certain defects that are defects and I mean, advance the human cystic race. fibrosis. Mm-hmm. So Imagine my, if that was gone. I'm actually very against this. I think it's okay. I think it's really horrible that we are going to start playing because essentially we are at birth we're like a genetic lottery basically and it's whether you're whether you whether you win or not is kind of up to which parents you have. So to a certain extent, it's, gen- it's genetic lottery. And this way, like Josh was saying, we are going to get, if it's not available to everyone, a rich versus poor dynamic where richer people will become ever, ever increasingly more attractive, more intelligent, more yes, everything. But that's going to happen with or without this. It's always going to be like that, unless we breach that barrier of a lot stronger than we currently so are. Yes, that's why it's I think, always going to be there. So that's not going to That's why I think, unfortunately, I think it has to be accessible to everybody. Because to to try and counter that, because it will be in existence one day. I don't no, think so. I think Lucy made an amazing point where she was talking about IVF. It was paid for, and the foundations were made by people with money. The richer, the rich people that couldn't have babies were able to still have babies, but they funded it. They made it. They popularized it. You know, mm-hmm. more people used it. The prices came down. It's now in the NHS. But, uh, how, in how, how realistic is it that it just goes straight to the NHS? I mean, not. At all. Not no, at all. The NHS aren't going to... No, so it does have to start I know. It's also very far away. But yeah. actually, I, 
I agree with you in the physical and intellectual side of things. I don't think that should be allowed at all. Mm. But the genetic diseases and I think it, the prevention of those. Yes, absolutely. I think it'd be great disease wise. Um, Why not physical? Yeah, I, I don't think that's right. Why not physical? Uh, physical in a way that enhances or Im- improves lifespan or like, you know, subtle changes. I'm not talking about color, like, like vain, vain, vain ideas of what is more and less attractive. And to be honest, who gives a, a, a sod if a parent wants brown eyes or blue eyes? What kid's going to grow up going, you took my chance away to have brown <laughs> eyes. Like no one's actually going to care. We are just romanticizing it. Like no kid is going to be furious. Well, they, I think a kid's always going to be insecure about things regardless, regardless of which thing which, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a random lottery anyway. You're just kind of defining it first. I think if we have a world Someone else where is picking it for you. most children don't have genetic diseases, I think that's fine. If we have a world where some uh, children have had their parents choose for them to be more attractive than others, I think that's a separate issue. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. But, this is talking about preventing diseases. But children diseases. are, rich children well, are kind of more attractive than other people. Not have, necessarily. Yes, very necessary. They get nicer haircuts. They wear, wear more expensive yes, makeup. They have nicer eye clothes. Color, hair color, But it doesn't matter. Shape. It's just another thing you can customize. And it like... Custom, it's not bit, The Sims. Oh my God, it is The Sims. It basically it is, is The Sims. Sims. It's becoming oh, The Sims. I mean, oh no. It literally is. Oh, yeah, like, no, I don't agree with you there, Josh. I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> but agree with what? It's the same thing. Like we already it's not. have... It's not. You don't think rich people are currently more attractive in a... In a, in a more broader sense they're not more popularised they don't no. I mean no. I don't agree in what that, way that, that, I mean I, I agree that there are some very attractive rich people and there's also some very attractive poor people and yeah. very attractive middle class people yes yeah yeah not as many I'd say you take the, the, the nutrition the kind of food you eat the the, the vegetables you eat that's nothing to do with this no, no but it is it's to do with having good skin it's to do and this is what I'm talking about naturally if you have money right. you are accustomed to a certain lifestyle not necessarily genetically though you know I don't you know but I think we need to concentrate on what's important. And I don't mean us around the table. I mean, in general, focus needs to be made on... What's reducing diseases. suffering? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. It does, this does inherently... Yeah. Exactly if, you're, if you're removing the genetics for, like, for cystic fibrosis or for things that are, are hard to live with, right, mm-hmm. which is what part of this is suggesting, then that does reduce overall human suffering. Yeah, and you're promoting equality amongst everyone as exactly. well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you increase traits of just these really attractive people, that in, indirectly increases human suffering because there is more and more pressure to be one way rather than another way. No, I don't agree with that at all. What's the difference between dyeing your hair and your mum having chosen the colour of your eyes? I think this is one where I'm going to really struggle and I'm going to give a disappointing answer, which is I don't agree this, this should exist. I cannot give you an answer as to why, logically. I can't give you one specific mm. thing. There's just something in me, somewhere in my brain that goes... This is too far. This is wrong. Well, the only um, thing that screams out to me that this is too far is how do you know that when you start messing around with things like this, 3,000 years down evolution, as in like we start having babies, these people start having sex, they have babies, they have babies, they're changed, they have babies. What's the result going to be? Sure. Are we going to end up in a genocide of the human race? Yeah. Because naturally, naturally, we've messed with our DNA and DNA is going a very specific way. What happens if it goes to a really screwed up place and we destroy the human race because we've played God? Not that I agree with that sentence. (laughs) So in general, what are your final thoughts on this? My final thought is I don't like it. What about you guys? (laughs) I'm just completely thinking. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I can't say one way or another completely. It would just have to be. I can. I think it's good for diseases, but intellectual and physical traits, no. Good for diseases, but it depends on how it's introduced, I think. I don't really have a problem with any of it. All right. Okay. Well, you can let us know what you think on Twitter at Educating Josh in our polls. It's time for the last story of the week. That's my story. Okay, Josh, my story comes from the Evening Standard. It is that Kylie Jenner fans take out second mortgages to help raise $100 million to make her youngest self made billionaire. Oh, my God. 
Here are the three things you need to know. 21-year-old Kylie Jenner is on track to become the youngest ever self-made billionaire thanks to her $900 million cosmetics empire and recently graced the cover of Forbes magazine. Instagram star Josh Ostrovsky, better known as The Fat Jew, has started a GoFundMe campaign to raise the remaining $100 million after he was left heartbroken. Oh, poor Josh Ostrovsky. Oh, poor Josh. <laughs> Not that, Josh. Some fans have jokingly got behind the... He he should raise $100 million to change his second name. (laughs) So hard to pronounce. Change his stage name as well. Some fans have jokingly got behind the campaign, with one tweeting, skipping my child support payments to help this fierce female become an iconic billionaire. The campaign has currently raised £1,928. So they're nearly there. They're nearly there. (laughs) They are like 0.0001% there. Anyway, so Josh, my question is... Does Kylie Jenner deserve the title self-made? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. This whole story sounds like fake news, by the way. Um, well, well, it's it's just fake it all sounds like a troll and a joke. It it's, is. It's, it's it is it is true that the co-founder campaign. You, by the way, you've not used your twenty seconds. I don't need them. All right. <laughs> it is true. That, it is true that there's a GoFundMe campaign. It is true that this man started it. It is true that Kylie Jenner has been valued at nine hundred million dollars. It is not true that we're going people to have reach one hundred million, or that people have taken out. I think they said, it was in quotes. It was in quotes. I can't do quotes on a podcast, but it was in quotes. Okay. I read somewhere that she was 19, so... She's 20, actually. She's 20. They got it wrong. Fortune actually tweeted out, or someone tweeted out that she was 19. Harry, she's 20 years old. Yeah, she's 20. Wow. I don't think I know enough I'm about 20 years old. where that money's come from to know if she deserves the well, title I can, I can tell you where the majority of it's come from. It actually doesn't <sighs> exist. So there's a weird thing in America, or in, in lots of places, but especially in America, where you value companies based on their profits times by a number of years. So if you wanted to value a company, you would go, right, how much profit have they made this year? Times it by, say, three or five, and that's how much the company is worth. The problem is, normally you do this with the profits of a company, but with Kylie Jenner's company, they have valued it on the earnings. The earnings before profits are just the... Uh, oh, the turnover. The taking, the turnover, yes. And so it's, the majority of it is that. It values it at $800 million of sort of hypothetical So not $900 million. Dollars. No, no, no. She then has a, another spare $100 million somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where. They have apps Down the back like of that, the couch, basically. <laughs> I mean, this, I suppose the question I'm really asking, Josh, is when we look at someone who's crazy rich, like Kylie Jenner or Donald Trump, who've come from richness and we look at them and go well they must be genius right because they've done I don't s- think they're a genius at no. all okay so you don't you don't so I, I don't think of course they don't deserve the title of self-made like that's i think but i, I still think they deserve respect like well, i i would like to think that i could come from a family that has hundreds of millions of dollars yeah and still have the motivation to go out there and have a company have a business and be motivated and want to do something and want to like because I'm I'm not sure if I would I can't, I'd like to think I would mm-hmm. I don't think I don't, I don't know because there's so many look at all the I don't know they're like the Saudi kids in the and um, driving around London in their Lamborghinis mm, with no job just living off dad and mum and dad and mm-hmm. and all well, the trust fund babies that just don't do anything they've got 30 million in an account they earn interest off it that's it 
Stem, that's maybe do property or something oh, yeah, like they, that. Oh yeah, they do double. Oh, okay, I went to I went to the tennis once, and I heard the best conversation in front of me, which was two brothers having a conversation about you know which which housing market they'd invested in this year. And oh my god, <laughs> one of them was sixteen. Oh my god, <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. Oh, that's I was once, adorable. I was, it's just, <laughs> I was once asked by a really rich friend of mine at university. So what stocks have you bought recently? And I just happened to have bought one stock in Twitter, and I was like, oh, I've invested. In Twitter so. <laughs> and vegan mushrooms, and vegan, yeah, vegan. I invested um, in my future with university. Do you think that we over um, over fetishize this idea of? Do you think, for example, do you think Kylie Jenner, although you say she's worked hard, she's not worked harder than say a single mum who has three I, jobs I, and I five think, children? No, no, no. Of course not. But I think that um, for her, she has worked hard. Do you know what I mean? The environment that she's raised in, you're used to a certain input and output. And I think that you're just, you're a product of your environment. She Um, could have just floated along, but she's made a series of excellent decisions. Yeah. I mean, mean, she's, she's, she's very well advised. She's very well connected. Yes, of course. There are things that make this easier for her. I don't think that belittles your success. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that is a a reason to. Do you think a large newspaper, however, should be tweeting out something like, as they did? I forget which newspaper it was. Um, the, what have you done with your life? Yes, they tweeted, Kylie Jenner's just reached an evaluation of $900 billion. What, what? have you done with your life? No, I don't. I That's think newspapers are meant to inform the public. The whole point of news and a newspaper yeah. was to go out there and hold companies to account, hold organizations to account where the government couldn't to to reveal stories, sure. to, to spread the truth. Mm. The media, and I'm, all of them, every single one of them has turned into just trashy clickbait because Mm -hmm. their circulation is rubbish they're not making any money and they just want you to go on their website and I just there are some people trying to make an attempt like the Guardian doing like a subscription service and things like this but the Wall Street Journal putting PewDiePie stories behind a paywall they used to be one of the most respected tabloids in the world mm. and you see stuff like that and it just makes you a little bit sick and like their bin- tweets like this has us shook and things like, oh, they're trying sure. to speak Please. like millennials like, it's, they're all it's, just struggling it is, to adapt it to is the disgusting and I think that their, their, their role in society was to uphold freedom of speech and to hold people to account and to report mm-hmm. it's not anymore and they're the not internet. reporters <laughs> the they're, not, they're, they're bloggers they're all bloggers yeah. Yeah. and they're trying to get the most trending topical story to go viral and that's all they're doing this story was from Fortune by the way which is supposedly meant to be quite a respectable um reporter on on uh, on is it, is it finances yeah, yeah, yeah. The, finances. the fortune the fortune oh, magazine is the God. one that reports it every year isn't it i mean what have you done with your life? maybe they're trying <laughs> what to what have you done with your well, life i actually have some some of the responses for what have you done with your well, life which i, think I they're love. trying to preempt they are trying to preempt yes. the responses yeah yeah yes. people are going to say oh well she's already rich and then yeah. yes. i think that's what they're trying to so I we mean, had some respons- I mean it's worked if that's what they're aiming for some responses that we saw were I was born in the centre of an ongoing war in Baghdad, Iraq, in 91, under a table in a British Red Cross building with no electricity, gas or water. I was a refugee at four months old and an immigrant before my first birthday. Now I'm a clinical neuroscience PhD, hoping to use research for good. We should wow. be fetishising that sort yes. of thing. Well, absolutely. absolutely. So, but guess whose job it is to report stories like that? The newspaper. The, the newspapers, <laughs> yeah. Because mm. things like social media, what what trends on Twitter, what goes on Facebook, that's going to be defined by popular culture, mm-hmm. not by hard-hitting, cold, amazing stories. It is the news, <laughs> news's job to do that, and they don't. This story, this subject's gone way off, but I think it's a nice <laughs> place. Well, <laughs> it's 
about the self-made title. Yeah. I started my channel with a £500 business loan from my dad, which I did pay back. But am I self-made if I got given money yeah, by my yeah, dad? Yeah, of course you are. Well, then she might I, be as well. Yes. My argument was yeah. going to be that being self-made is more of, a, more of an attitude rather than... Also, the only like, person that can tell you, you, you that is yourself. Well, one because other... you are your harshest critic. All right, well, I don't think she deserves this title at all. Um... Again, again, I seem to disagree with everybody. What do you guys you just think? Don't like I think, rich people. I think she does. Yeah, I, I think, think you just don't like rich people. I just think you don't That's like not rich it, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the quickfire round. So, Josh, after a fairly non-political week of stories, it's time for a very political quickfire round. Get yourself ready. Number one, the Brexit vote leave campaign has been fined and referred to the police for breaking electoral law. <laughs> Did they? Yes, they did. Great. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Go. Donald Trump has been accused of arrogance and callousness after being filmed walking ahead of the Queen and revealing details of their private discussions. I mean, that it would annoy it annoyed me as well, but you could apply that to both parties. Why? What did could the you? Queen say? Well, you, you, you're arrogant if you're like, don't walk in front of me. But she's the Queen. <laughs> she's, a, she's a 90-something-year-old woman. There's an implied arrogance no, there. That's all I'm saying. I think it's other people going, don't walk in front of the Queen, not the Queen. Yeah, going, I don't think don't she even cares. Like, I, okay. Tory Minister Andrew Griffiths has resigned after he sent sexual texts to, to two of his female constituents. What's wrong with that? Um... Read it. It's very wrong. wrong with a sex. He's, 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 he's just had his first child with his wife, by okay, the way. That's very wrong. Yeah. I apologise to his wife. <laughs> Donald Trump has been criticised after refusing all interviews to UK media except for one to his longtime friend Piers Morgan. Of course. Although Piers did quite well. Did you read his article? I did read his article. It was all right. His article was quite... It was fair. It was quite fair. But you don't think... You, do you think he should have done more, more interviews? No. What? He's the Josh! No! You just said the what's, press exists! What's he going to say? Yes, exactly. And what are they going to do? And what's he going to say that's actually going to be anything at all oh. interesting? And I'm, I'm so sick about. of Donald Trump. Every yeah. story about Donald Trump stop, starts with Donald Trump stop. has been criticised for. Yeah! Stop okay. talking about him. Stop and, talking and about Donald Trump. Okay, well, I'm going to stop talking about stop Donald talking Trump. Stop talking about Donald Trump. cute story of the week. Which Donald comes... Trump has been criticised for. Stop <laughs> talking about Donald Trump. <laughs> Our cute story of the week comes from Lady Beaverhausen on Twitter who says the giant panda is no longer an endangered species and they attach species <laughs> and oh my God, that's brilliant Stop. that's so speeches. good Luke. and they attach a cute picture of a happy panda which is why I included it in this story in this podcast uh, <laughs> do you know what I think about that we, we should stop talking about Donald Trump and talk about pandas instead yes talk about pandas instead okay. pandas have been criticised for <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh Pretty good week, except I disagreed with all of you, so maybe you should do Educating Luke next time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more questions for next week's Quick Fire Round. Please go subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Good... Bye.